Hello everyone and welcome to the Rise Up Buttercup podcast, where we share the incredible stories of those who have risen up against the odds to live a life of passion and purpose. In each episode, you are going to hear about the highs, the lows, and everything in between, along with some valuable lessons that you can apply to your own life if you so choose. Our mission here at A Higher Way of Living is to inspire you to rise up and courageously pursue whatever your life is calling you to. My name is Amy Gerhartz and I am your host for this podcast. And after 20 years of entertainment, I am now a mindset coach, a certified NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist, and as you guessed it, the founder of A Higher Way of Living. And for those of you who might be curious about how you can achieve more out of your life, I want you to know that my company offers a wide variety of personal and professional development services designed specifically to support you in removing your limiting beliefs and roadblocks so that you can create a new and empowering mindset to rise up to who you're meant to be. I would love to invite you to come over and join our community at ahigherwayofliving.com. You can also follow us on all of the social media platforms. And also don't forget to take advantage of the free gift that we are offering at the end of this episode. Now, I would love to introduce you to today's guest. Jasmine Rice is a certified transformational life coach, NLP practitioner, and best-selling author. After experiencing a series of challenging life transitions, including a divorce and a job loss, Jasmine transformed herself, gained confidence, and went from surviving to thriving by shifting her mindset. Her experiences along the way have humbled her and inspired her passion to support others experiencing divorce, unexpected change, loss, or any challenging life transition. She supports and guides you while you create your own life recipe. I have known Jasmine for a couple of years and have watched her thrive in her own company and the way she supports others. And I cannot wait for you to hear the conversation that we had. So let's go ahead and dive in. Jasmine, I am so excited to have you today as a guest. I have known you, oh gosh, how many years now? Four, three, four? I think it's funny when you, when we go through what everyone in the world has gone through COVID, I feel like the years kind of blend together they and we, we lose track of where we really are. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's been, it's been an eternity <laughs> that we've known each other. Um, yes. but I'm, I'm so grateful to have you on today's podcast, you know, with everything that you're doing in your business and, uh, everything that you're growing and who you're supporting, I think it's such a valuable conversation to have and, and to talk about, you know, the struggles of life and this, the different uh, stepping stones that got us to where we are now living our purpose. Um, so I want to give you an opportunity. I know your story because I've known you for a while, but I'd love to have you share a little bit more in detail your journey with our listeners. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very, very excited to be here. And um, I'll just go ahead and start with the fact that I'm a life coach and kind of how I came into life coaching. And it started uh, back when I was 15. That's when I met my high school sweetheart. And we started dating when I was 17. We went to college together at the University of Kansas and then decided to move to beautiful Colorado. And we had an amazing wedding in the mountains in Breckenridge. And then 14 years later, it ended in divorce. So I had been with this person for 23 years. 
not expecting to get divorced. Well, I don't think anybody goes into marriage thinking they're going to get divorced, Um, but it was devastating. And then six months later, on top of that, I lost my job. So a lot of transition happening at once. (laughs) A lot of life throwing you one punch after the next. Yes, yes, absolutely. What, um, how did you navigate? So you said that your journey started, you know, much long or a long, long time ago, but how did you navigate through all of that? Cause I know, and I want to be really careful not to just brush over it and do that whole, like, oh yeah, I went through divorce and I had this. Cause it, the listeners know, you know, everyone that, that tunes into this podcast knows that it's really about rising above the, the circumstances of our lives. And what was that like for you, you know, going through divorce, losing your job, having all of these things kind of happen really quickly in your life? What, what brought you to the trajectory of where you are now? Well, I felt like the world was out to get me. The universe was just beating me down one thing after another, and it got really hard. And I went into a a really dark place at that time. Um, I actually was suicidal and I didn't really know how to live my life anymore. I felt like just giving up and I had an aha moment. I had an aha moment and it was not the best aha moment, but it really changed my life. I got home um, and drank too much wine one night and I passed out in the bathtub. I woke up choking on water. And when I really kind of, kind of came to my senses, I sat with myself for a minute. And I said, this isn't what I want anymore in my life. I need to do something. I need to start making changes. And that's really when it started. And it didn't immediately just happen. Oh, yay. I got over my divorce and have this wonderful new job. There was a lot. There was a lot that I had to go through to get here, but I, I didn't want to go back to the, the world that I had been living in with the nonprofit work. And I loved my job at the time, but I wanted to help people. And that is what shifted me into coaching what I do now. And I love it because I felt very alone when I was going through those things. And I don't want people to feel alone. I want them to know that there's support out there. Well, and I think that's such a common theme with most coaches. Most people get into the coaching field because they've been through the trenches, right? Most of us, we all have our story. We all have something that we've struggled through. And that was another reason I wanted to do this podcast to share with the listeners that everybody sees the end result. Everybody sees the, oh, you've made it to the top and and it must be so wonderful and great. And yes, it can be, but there's a whole journey that causes us to get there. And there are those dark periods of life, you know, and then I'm sure I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, as someone who's never been married, uh, how much of your identity was wrapped up in a relationship with someone that you'd known since high school? It was all I knew. Mm-hmm. And I had grown up with this person and we were, we were kind of meshed, you know, we were one. And I felt like when I got divorced, a uh, limb was honestly cut off because it was really all I knew. And although that was very scary and looking back on that, um, a really hard time, I loved getting to know myself. I loved that journey of dating myself and figuring out really who I was. Um, there's, um, there's a scene in, um, the uh, runaway bride. And she's talking about how she likes her eggs cooked and all the different men she's with, she likes them their way. And then she goes through this discovery of finding how she likes them. And that's kind of how I felt, you know, I, I, uh, I've gone through a lot and I'm a very, very different person now than I was when I married and, and I know me now and I love me now. And that took a while to get there. 
Well, tell the listeners how you started your journey of self-discovery, because look, divorce is so incredibly common and I don't want to brush over it by any means. Uh, You know, the pain of going through that. There's so many of our listeners that know the pain of going through that. And some of them might even be in the middle of that right now. Right. So I would love to hear from you. You know, what were some of the initial steps you took to start finding your own identity, to start building the life that you wanted and not not a life that was based off of uh, the past version of you? The first step was Google. I Googled everything. (laughs) You gotta love Google, right? Google has all of the answers. (laughs) I was Googling different self-help books to read. I was Googling, you know, how to get over a divorce. And really what happened during that time though, when I was Googling all of those um, ideas and those tips and reading the books, I really was getting frustrated because one self-help book would give me advice to do this. And then another book would contradict another self-help book. And I felt frustrated because um, there wasn't one book that I could find that said, this is what you need to do to get over a divorce. But the reality was you get to make your own recipe to get over whatever you're going through. What works for you is not going to work for your friend or somebody else out there because all of our experiences are different. Even if it's a similar experience like divorce, my circumstances are different than someone else's. So I was picking and choosing different things that were working for me. So I was using those as resources, but I realized that I could take chapter four from this book and I didn't like the rest of it, but four works for me. And then I could take chapter 10 from this book. So I kind of made my own recipe on what was going to work for me. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's also why having so many different coaches out in the world is so relevant. You know, I, I hear this term a lot, especially because of the profession you and I have gotten into over the last couple of years of coaching and and wanting to make an impact and a difference. There are so many coaches, but there are so many different types of people. And I think we all resonate with different people. Like, and, and there's no to me, and I say this to all of the people that I work with and everyone in the A Higher Way of Living community, you can choose to work with me and you, or you don't have to. I am not here to make it all about me. I am not the most amazing, wonderful coach in the world. Now, am I really good at what I do? Yes, but there are tons of coaches out there that are really good at what they do. And it's, I think what you just pointed out is so important to find the things that resonate and work with you, to find the people that resonate and work with you, because that is just where you're going to get the most uh, impact, right? That's where you're going to see the most result is when you build that rapport with someone, when you find the things that actually fit into your life. Um, for many years, people were like, Oh, a morning routine, a morning routine, a morning routine. And I fought it for years. I was not a morning routine person at all. Uh, you know, I came from the background in entertainment. I was more of a night owl for a while. I was like, can I just have an evening routine? Why does that always have to be the morning routine? So I fought it for a long time and I found other things that actually worked for me. Now, as my life shifted and as my career shifted and all of these things, a morning routine works great for me now, but it's finding what works for you at the time and the phase that you're in. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say is because it's going to shift and change depending on where you're at in your life. And, you know, we're not the same people today that we were five years ago, and we're not the same people today that we're going to be in the next five years. So just tweaking that recipe as you move along in life, it's important. And um, I'm, I'm similar to you. I, I work with people. If we click, you know, I, I don't want to work with somebody if we're not going to mesh and we have a, you know, a 30 minute get to know each other session. And 
I might not be the best coach for them. And that's okay because I want to make sure that we're resonating with each other if we're going to be working together. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious to know a little bit more behind the scenes. So you you come out of this dark space or you're on your journey out of this dark space. How long did that take you? And, and when did you find your passion for wanting to support others on their dark journey? I'm calling it the dark journey of, of, of all the things, because you don't work with just divorce. You work with anyone that is, is going through a really rough period of time. Um, so explain to everyone, you know, how, how long did it take for you? And, and when did it click for you that this is my purpose? This is my passion. I would say that the divorce and the job loss, because again, they happened all very, very close to each other. After a year, I was in a mental place to really start rebuilding my life, but it took me a year. There was a lot of grieving that I had to go through in 23 years with somebody is a really long time. And no, I wasn't just sitting there and crying every single day for a year. Um, The stages of grief are not linear. And so I would, I would do good and I'd bounce back um, and I'd fall backwards. But I would say after a year, I was really in that mindset of moving forward into this next unknown chapter that I didn't really know what was going to happen. And I started actually a a different business and it was an event planning business. That's my background and things were going well. And then COVID happens and the world shuts down. And I I I know what that feels like. (laughs) (laughs) So pivoting again at that time. And I had actually started a blog. That's what I started doing initially when I was getting divorced was my blog was just kind of my journal that I was getting out there for the world to see my experience, watch my healing journey as I was healing. And then when COVID happened and I was pivoting and shifting again, that's when I decided that I really wanted to take that blog to the next level because I had amazing response. People were really connecting with it. And I have a background in psychology, my degrees in psychology. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go this way because it feels right. It felt so good to be able to see the positive comments from people reading my stories. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then when you decided to start coaching, when did that click where you're like, I actually want, I think I might pivot again and, and make this an actual career. I got my coaching certification in the beginning of 2020. So again, when everything was happening and did the NLP certification with that at the same time, because of cognitive behavioral therapy, I know from psychology, it really resonated with me. And I used so much of the NLP myself as I was going through my healing because it really works. So it was at that point, I wasn't sure if I was just going to do one-on-one coaching. I knew I wanted to be able to offer a lot of different options for people out there. And it's just kind of morphed over these past two years into to what it is right now. And it's still morphing. Yeah, I love that. So so tell everybody about, we, we can transition here to your company. And then I want to I wanna go back to some tips for the listeners. Uh, but let's talk about good things are going to come. Let's talk about this, this positive <laughs> business that you have. I think it's incredible. Um, and tell everyone, you know, what, what is the core foundation of your business? Well, first of all, I have to give you a shout out for the name of my business. <laughs> Try not to make it about me. <laughs> but, it, but it's so important. And I have to mention it because, um, Amy, your, your song was just a healing part of my journey. It really, really was. When I very first heard that song, I just 
just broke down crying in a good way because I really believed your words and you could hear it. And, you know, and I followed you and I know that you've gone through a journey as well. And um, I listened to that song. I can't even tell you how many times a day <laughs> going through that. And then when I decided to start my business, there was no doubt. It was just that's my name. That is the name of my business because I believed it. And that's what I want other people to, to believe out there that good things are going to come. And yes, there are good things here now, but when you're in those dark places, it's sometimes just hard to, to really believe that that's going to happen. So yes, my business name is because of your amazing song. Hold on. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. And you know what? I remember when I got that email from you asking if, if I was okay. And the funny thing is you didn't even have to ask my permission. But I thought it was just so nice of you to reach out. And it really, it really goes to show that you never know the words that you use and how they're going to impact the people around you. And, and I was just so humbled by that email, you know, when you said that you wanted to use good things are going to come as your company name. And I, um, you know, and of course, wrote wrote that song with three other people too. Um, So it was a combination of all of our words together, but it was still um, it was just still a great experience. And, and it also makes it, and I've talked about this on the podcast with some other guests too. It makes it about connection and purpose and not about money. It yes. makes it about, it makes it about making a difference in someone's life and not about how much is in the bank or where, where we can go vacation. Not to say that like listeners, look, let's be honest, everyone loves a good vacation, but <laughs> when your life becomes about purpose when your life becomes about shifting lives and when you realize that we're all just a giant spider web of and, and being interconnected with each other on some level, it's just amazing to see what can actually happen and to see how you've been thriving in your business uh, is just incredible. Thank you. Thank you. And I, it's the passion. It's the passion that I have for it. I wake up every day and it doesn't feel like I'm working. It really doesn't because I feel like I'm making a difference in other people's lives. And that's really why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I hope when people visit my website or if they look at my social media, there's hope there. I think that that's really ultimately what I'm hoping to provide for other people is hope and that they're not alone. I felt so alone going through my journey and uh, I wanted other people to know that they're not alone out there. Again, my experiences are different, but I really wanted hope just to be ultimately what people can feel when they, when they go to my website and follow me on social media. I love that. And I think that's such a great theme as well, too, because the reality is, is, you know, my company, we've been doing a lot of surveying of our audience and and trying to figure out, you know, what, what is it everyone needs the most support with? And when we find the responses and when they come back, we realize it's just, it's an, the re the reaffirming understanding that we are all so much more similar than we are separate. We have so many things in common. We have different experiences, but we all feel the same emotions. We all struggle. We all have self-doubt. We all have fears. We all have dark moments in our lives, no matter what they might be. Uh, and, and I agree with you. I'm the same way. I, I actually said this on another um, interview I did just recently where I actually hesitated telling people about my journey when I was going through the thick of it, because I felt like I, I was alone in that moment, you know, feeling like, oh my gosh, am I the only, and I, and the funny thing is consciously, I think on a conscious level, and, and we can, we can kind of do some mind stuff here, which is funny because I'm also a fellow NLP practitioner on the conscious level. I was aware that other people struggled, but I think subconsciously I'd built a belief system that it was only me. 
right? Mm -hmm. That everybody struggled, but you know what, maybe it was just me or on the opposite end. I don't know if you ever did this, but I did almost a comparison. Like I'm, I'm struggling, but you know what, this other person's struggling more. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to keep quiet. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to voice everything I'm going through because one, I don't want it to be seen as pity because a lot of us have our pride and our ego and things like that. But two, it was this, well, there are people who are dying across the world. There are people who are starving. There are people who are, uh, you know, and in situations of poverty and, and places they can't get out of that in my mind, I had developed this belief system that what I was going through was not nearly as bad as what they were going through. And I think this is where we really trip up as human beings, because my real, my experience is very real to me. Your experience is very real to you. And neither one of them is more important than the other. It's just, I have, yeah, I have a chapter in my book that talks exactly about that. Yeah. I was doing the exact same thing. I was not really expressing my sadness or my emotions, thinking that other people had it worse and similar, you know, there's people out there who are dying and I am just going through a divorce. So I shouldn't yeah. be complaining. I should be grateful for what I have. And, you know, my pain was still real. And until I acknowledged that and really accepted that and believed it, that's when I was started to heal. That was when I was able to really move forward with that because I was just holding so much in and, and thinking that I wasn't worthy of feeling the sadness and the shame and all of those things that I was feeling at that time. Yeah. And uh, yes, I have that, that chapter in my book on comparing, we have to stop comparing our lives to other people's. Yep. And, and there was something I heard once too, that whatever the pain is, for you is the most relevant or, or I may be messing this up. Hold on. <laughs> I love when I try to remember quotes or I'm a terrible joke teller, by the way, if you ever, oh. if we ever go out for a beer and where I try to tell you a joke, it's going to take 10 hours, but it, 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 it's that, that concept that whatever is the most real to you is the most important. And that it. It, it was, it was something along those lines. And it was just a very, this big wake up is that it is, it's your experience. It's your journey. And no one can tell you whether or not it's important or not, right? Like it, it's your, you are the only person who can determine the value of how, of what that experience means to you and, and the effect of that experience for you too. Um, and I would love to switch gears too. You brought up your lovely book. Let's talk about that for a moment. Tell everyone about your book. Yes, my book is titled Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce. Mm. And as I mentioned earlier, there is no one size fits all approach to anything in life. And that includes healing from not just a divorce, but it could be from any loss that you have or any big change or transition that you've had in life. And although divorce is in the title of my book, really the techniques and, and the topics in there can be applied to anything that you might be going through. Um, I even talk about a friendship breakup in there. I honestly did not know until I became an adult that you really could have friendship breakups, um, but it's the truth and they're hard. They're really hard as well. And I talk about navigating that and going through that. But this book was one that I wish I would have had this, this book when I was going through my divorce. And so I felt like I needed to write it to get it out there. Yeah. Well, we're going to make sure for all the listeners, I'm going to put a link to Jasmine's book in the description notes. You're going to be able to contact Jasmine and get all of her stuff, talk about all the things um, with her. Uh, so don't worry, listeners, I'm going to make sure you get everything and you can always message me or Jasmine. She's, I mean, we're very approachable people. We're not, we, we definitely want to keep in contact with you. So if you have any struggle getting the resources, by all means, just reach out. Um, Jasmine, 
I would love to talk about uh, a few more things, if that's all right with you, before Absolutely. we the episode. Um, with everything that you've done and everything that you've gone through, what are some of, and, and I kind of end this with this question, but what are some of the most valuable lessons you learned? We've already talked about a lot of them, you know, or, or scratched over. Uh, but for anyone who's listening right now, who might also be struggling, that might be in that deep, dark place, we've already talked about not being alone, but what are some other uh, coaching points you could give to them? Well, I would say that when I was going through my divorce, I kept hearing people say to just be strong, be strong, which is amazing. And I think that we should be strong. But I noticed when I was so focused on being strong, the way that I interpreted that was I needed to put up walls around me. And Ah. I noticed I started doing that. And so I think that we can have a good combination of being strong, but also being soft. So being soft and expressing our emotions and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not have the best day. It's not, it's okay to not plaster a smile. I mean, there's the, you know, the saying out there, it's okay to not be okay. And I don't love that because I think that what's that that is saying that crying is not okay or being sad is not okay. And those are okay emotions in my opinion. So I think that there's a, there's a combination of being strong and being soft. I think that, yes, we do need to be strong, but allow ourselves to be soft and take that time for ourselves and sometimes not have to put on that smile for the outside world, because then you're not really honoring that. So that was something that I really had to, to work through so I could take down, take down those walls that I was putting up around me. Yeah. And I think that's also really important. It's something I actually lean into with my clients as well is that, you know, we, we, as human beings, whether we've gone through rough patches or not, we, we feel like we have to hide our emotions. Like it's not, and we also label our emotions as being either good or bad, right? Certain emotions are good. Certain emotions are bad, which I always try to bring everyone to a neutral territory of you get to assign what these mean to you. And also too, you are completely allowed to lose your shit. Like, here's the thing I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, you are allowed to be angry. You are allowed to be sad. You are allowed to be frustrated. You're not allowed to take it on the, out on the people around you, but you're absolutely allowed to create space to just, just have a day or have a week or just lose it for a moment because it's like a little kid, right? Like, and I'm sure you coach this way too. You see a little kid, they throw a temper tantrum, they get everything out of their system and then they move on. Right. It's just the same thing as adults. Like we've somehow stopped ourselves from having temper tantrums and then being able to continue on right on the journey and and the rate of healing. However, it goes for each individual. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely encourage with my clients too. I'm like, take the time, lock yourself in a closet and scream, like do what you need to do. It's okay. Just don't allow that to go outside of you to other people, right? Right. Be be conscious not to take our trauma and make sure that it's not transferring to the people around us. Um, Yeah. I think that's such great advice that you gave. Just, yeah. Yes. Be hard and Yeah, I have. Um, I did have many times when I would scream into a pillow. And then once that was done, I'm like, okay, moving on. Right. And I Got think it. it's, it's important to, to honor that. And, but as you mentioned, if you're lashing out at other people, that's when it gets destructive. And so just uh, expressing that, but not in a destructive way. So yeah, absolutely. If there's an overall theme that you would say you've had for your journey so far, like just an, just an overall theme that's been from the beginning all the way up to now, what, what do you think that would be? Well, I think the word that I keep popping, um, that keeps popping up lately for me is resiliency. I, I really didn't 
realize how resilient I was. And I really, I wasn't broken. I was, I have been flexible. <laughs> so I'm clapping for those of you. I'm just going <laughs> to, yes, you're not broken. I try yes. to say this all of the time. Yes. And I thought I was, and uh, and I I'm not. You know, this has been a a really challenging journey. This, but I have learned so much, and I would never wish divorce upon anybody. Um, but I will say that I am a stronger person now. I am a I am also soft as well. But I have learned so much. I've learned so much during this time, and if I can help again, someone who feels the way that I felt when I was going through my divorce or the job loss too. That was also a very big loss in my life that I went through. Um, I want to be able to be that resource for them. I love that. So what's next for you? What's next for good things are going to come? <laughs> uh, well, events, hopefully the first one is going to be this fall and it is going to be specifically for uh, women who are navigating this next chapter of their life after divorce, because I also think it's really important to bring people together so they can feel that there is a community because having other people who just can relate, I feel can really help in that healing process as well. So all of these things that I've been doing in my business are things I wish I would have had when I was yeah, going through my yeah. divorce. <laughs> I feel like I, I do the same thing too. It's like, oh, I'm going to add this in and I'm going to do this and we're going to add this resource because it really is uh, it really is about learning and sharing our lessons with other people too. So I love that. I love that you've got these events coming up uh, for everybody who is listening to this or watching the replay of this, uh, wherever I broadcast this replay, <laughs> I, think it, I, I let my assistant take care of a lot of that stuff. It'll be, I'm sure on YouTube and some other places. Um, but for everyone who's paying attention, go follow Jasmine, uh, keep in touch with her, reach out. If you are struggling right now and going through a dark moment of your soul or your life or some things that you could use some support with, um, Jasmine is absolutely incredible. You can reach out to her anytime. If you need support, reaching out to her, reach out to me, of course. Course. And uh, this is her area of specialty. This is uh, what she is an expert in. And it's, it's just been so, so wonderful to have you on this podcast, Jasmine. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for sharing your story with everyone. Uh, and I cannot wait to see all of the wonderful things that keep coming your way. The good Thank things you. that are going to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much, Amy. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we would love a five-star review and maybe even a lovely comment and feel free to share it with all of your friends and family. It's my way of saying thank you. I would love to give you a gift and that is a copy of my free Creating Instant Confidence Guide, which includes six powerful ways that you can shift your confidence and boost it right now. You can find that link in the description. You can also find a copy over at a higher way of Remember you are one of a kind and absolutely worth it. Thank you again for being here and I'll see you next time.